Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. Thank you for listening. And now, here's the Sunday's message. I was at a, a little soiree last weekend, uh, a birthday party for a friend. Uh, in fact, Jonathan, the music coordinator, uh, his birthday last weekend. Uh, during the course of the evening, as we are often wont to do at parties, we started playing a party game. Uh, and the game we played uh, was similar to charades, whereby an individual acts out a series of silent clues in the hopes of helping his team guess uh, a word or a phrase, uh, a song, a celebrity, or the title of a movie. Now, there was somebody on our team uh, who stepped up, and it was his turn. Now, I don't want to publicly embarrass him in front of everybody, so as to preserve the anonymity of our seminary intern, (laughs) I'm not going to use his name. So we'll just call him uh, Seabass. Call him Seabass. So Seabass was up. (laughs) And he began to act out a song. And this is what his silent clues consisted of. Uh, He would begin by pointing at Laura, one of the other participants. And when he pointed, we would all shout, Laura, everyone on his team in kind of a unison. And we'd shake his head and then proceed to get on his hands and knees and kind of crawl around. Then he would stand up again as we're shouting everything that came to mind, and he would point to Laura. And we would all shout, Laura. And he shook his head and got on his knees and crawled around a bit more. Now, after doing this kind of over and over again, we eventually ran out of time. And alas, no one was able to guess the song that Seabass was trying to act out. Now, it turns out that he was, in fact, trying to act out a very common song, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah, you're about as confused as we were. Now, it seems that when he was on all his hands and knees, kind of crawling around, uh, he was acting out the lamb, right? Look at that cute little lamb, eh? Look, this is part of the initiation, okay, for the new guy. Now, so we've got that part figured out, but why did he keep pointing at Laura, you might ask? Well, it turns out, in the heat of the intense pressure and stress of the game, he had confused Laura's name and thought her name was Mary. Despite every time pointing to her, we'd all cry out Laura, but didn't seem to quite add up. (laughs) Anyway, it turns out uh, Seabass and Laura actually go way back. They've known each other for years. And so Laura, uh, uh, at the end of the game, kind of uh, uh, cried out, you know, half-jokingly, Seabass, do you even know me? You know, we're friends. Do you even know me? I'd like to reflect on that question for a moment. What does it mean to know a person, to know somebody? Well, you get to know somebody by spending time with them, certainly. 
by speaking with them, by having conversations with them, by sharing life together, by watching them behave around other people in other different situations, by perhaps suffering together, or, or just sharing the various challenges of life together. But it kind of begs the question, how can we come to know God? I mean, think about it for a moment. How do we come to know a God that we can't see, hear, taste, touch, or smell? As finite beings, how do we even begin to relate to an infinite being? This is a kind of a classical, theological, philosophical problem. We're on earth and God's in heaven. Uh, we're finite and He's infinite. We're visible and He's invisible. And add to that the distance that exists between us as a consequence of our own sinfulness and our own brokenness. And God is this infinitely perfect being. How do we cross that chasm of sort of infinite expanse and know this God who lives in eternity? How do we know, how do we cross that chasm between humanity and divinity? Now, perhaps you felt this struggle in your own life at times. You felt like God was distant, like He was far away, like there was this chasm between you, and you wondered, Does, do my prayers even reach God? Is He there? Does He care about me? Can I, how do I know Him, and how do I know He's there? Does He even know I'm here? Well, we heard in the second reading that it is God's heart that we come to know Him, that the, that the Creator is known by His creation. We saw, we heard, uh, God desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth, the truth about God, about who He is, about what He's done for us. But how do we come to the knowledge of God? with this infinite expanse that exists, this gulf between us. But we can only know God, in fact, if in some fa way or fashion He reveals Himself in such a way that He can be known. The passage, it continues, for there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus himself human, who gave himself as a ransom for all. In other words, the scripture is, is, is telling us that we can, in fact, come to the knowledge of God the, God, the knowledge that God wants us to have of him through a person, through the one mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ. Now, what is a mediator? What does that even mean? Well, a mediator is somebody who stands among or between, between two different parties with the intention of acting as a bridge between them. Now, to say that Jesus is the only mediator is to say that Jesus is, in fact, the only person who could stand and build this connection between humanity and divinity. You see, these two worlds, humanity and divinity, they overlap in Jesus. And it's kind of like this, okay? 
safe, perhaps uh, you came down with a very, various, very serious case of Bieber fever, okay? Bieber fever. You know who Justin Bieber is, right? Yeah, okay. They say you know your crowd, I, Justin Bieber. You look like Justin Bieber fans to me, so. So, you're just crazy about Justin Bieber. You think about him at night, you, you, you dream about him, all day long you spend your, your whole day thinking about Justin Bieber. You're just crazy about him. You have a, cra a cr case of Bieber fever. But unfortunately, Justin Bieber, he lives up here in this world with all the other celebrity superstars that you will never have access to. And as much as you might learn about him and know about him, you will never actually get to meet him. A poor, lowly peasant like you. Now, but what if you in fact had a mutual friend? What if you had somebody who was a good friend of yours who also happened to grow up with Justin Bieber and maintained a relationship, a connection with him, such that he was actually able to introduce the two of you? Your world down here and his world up here would overlap in your friend. And then you could meet Justin Bieber and finally die a happy death, right? Everything you ever wanted. And that's kind of the way it is with Jesus. So we have humanity and divinity. This is my own personal illustration. All I can do is circles and black on white. That's what I do. So humanity and divinity are separate. But God, Jesus, the eternal Word of God, the Son of God, it, the invisible God becomes visible when He steps into time and He takes to Him a human nature and in Himself He unites humanity and divinity, such that these two worlds overlap in the person of Jesus. See, Jesus, when... when Jesus literally reveals God, reveals the Father, gives us access to Him. When Philip, one of the apostles of Jesus, said, said to Jesus, hey, like, Jesus, show us the Father. We, we want to see God. Who is He? We want to know Him. Jesus responded. He said, Philip, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? See, Jesus is the revelation of the invisible God, the invisible God made visible. And we can, in fact, come to know God through the person of Jesus. Jesus is an open invitation. He says, I am the way. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. I want to give you a little example of what this looks like in real life. Uh, I met somebody named Sarah. Uh, it's not her real name. And uh, at some time in the past, we were having a conversation. Now, Sarah was actually raised in the Islamic tradition. She was raised Muslim. And uh, she shared with me about how in her 
faith tradition, she really struggled to connect with God. He just felt distant, just didn't make sense to her. She tried to, to connect with him, and she just couldn't do it. God seemed far away, abstract, separate. Now, through the course of her story, she began to search because she was longing for connection with God. We, we all do. We all want it where the heart is created for communion with the Creator. And so her journey one day led her to St. Benedict as she's searching for connection with God. At some point, she got invited into Alpha, where she began to discover the person of Jesus. Now, as she was talking to me, she told me, she said, I found what I was looking for in Jesus. And more than that, this is a quote. She said, you know what? Jesus just makes so much sense because how can, how can we know an invisible God unless he makes himself visible? I thought, wow, look, this is somebody without any philosophical training. She never read this problem in a theological textbook. She is coming to the personal experience of the truth of the gospel message that we just read about Jesus is the way that reveals the Father. She's come to know the knowledge of the truth. She said, uh, she continued, she said, it's amazing that wherever I am, And wherever I go, Jesus is there with me. Like she's experiencing this God who once felt so distant and far away, present with her in her daily lived experience in and through Jesus. First-hand experience of what it means to come to life in Jesus. And that's what this series is about. It's about God's invitation to every single person. Doesn't matter who you are or where you've been or where you've come from or what you've done in the past, that God's heart is that you would come to the knowledge of the truth of who He is and the plan He has for you and the love that He has revealed in and through Jesus. And that we can come to a true knowledge of God. And it's not an abstract conceptual knowledge, but we can know Him as one person knows another. And the best place I know to explore that is in something we do called Alpha. And hear us talk about this all the time. And the reason we talk about it all the time is because it's so important. Alpha is a place where we can ask questions and explore this relationship with God through the person of Jesus. It consists of um, uh, uh, watching a video, eating together, having a discussion, meeting amazing people who are asking similar questions, and exploring what it means to have a relationship with God. Is it even possible? Is He real? How can I know Him personally? And so that's beginning uh, September 28th, uh, Wednesday. You can sign up, stbenedict.ca slash alpha. And alpha is for everyone. It doesn't matter if uh, you've been going to church your whole life or you've only just begun to explore faith. If you haven't done it before, then alpha is for you. If you have done alpha, you can 
encourage you to invite somebody in your own life, someone that you know, someone that you love, that you care about. Uh, we're going to play a quick video here just to kind of show you a little bit more about what Alpha looks like and feels like. So can we get the lights up there? I would say when I first walked into Alpha, I was very skeptical, I was nervous, but I was greeted right away with uh, a smile and a hug. Like somebody walked right up to me and they had remembered meeting me um, a year or two before somewhere else and, uh, and they came right up to me and they said hi and they hugged me. I was first invited when um, a friend of mine, Tanya, at uh, St. Benedict, when I first kind of moved here and started to get to know people, invited me to try Alpha after, I'm sure it was after an Alpha homily some weekend or something like that. So I'm um, invited to go and I figured this would be a good chance to go and maybe meet some people, um, ideally a wife. That was kind of why Catholic guys go to things as you go to a thing to meet your wife, so. I kept coming back because as I was sort of sitting in the room in the small group discussion, so first of all, the videos were captivating and interesting. And even though I wasn't saying very much, I found that the other people in the room were asking questions that reflected questions I had in my heart. And I found that really interesting. I was quite nervous. I knew a lot about Alpha actually, so it wasn't a new idea to me, but going into a church which, where I didn't know people, it was pretty nerve wracking. Um, but everyone was so welcoming and kind. Uh, they introduced themselves, they helped find connections of, you know, how we might have things in common or something like that. I went with my husband, so at least I had a buddy system there. Uh, and it was great. It was really easy to get to know people and to feel comfortable in this experience. There's definitely um, lots of points during Alpha where the talks would really speak to me, where people were describing how they felt uh, that I could really relate to. And then, and then things started to change in my heart. I know that um, on the weekend away, um, in particular, I experienced during prayer a pretty profound moment and it really opened up my heart and this was something new to me. I had never experienced this before, even though I had gone to church as a, as a kid. Um, and this was new and I just, it, it really changed me. It really changed the trajectory of my life. Um, I wanted to know more after that, and I wanted to grow deeper. Um, so sometimes at the Alpha Nights, we'll actually often introduce music, and that can sometimes be a little bit weird, especially when it starts to feel like a little bit of a sing-along at the beginning, but um, music is a really great way to, to pray. And um, some of these songs, um, we'll, we'll sing together um, in a time, just a, a praise and worship of God, especially kind of later in the Alpha experience. And so, yeah, the worship experience really helps facilitate everything we're talking about. And, and allows us to experience what we're talking about as well. I experience prayer um, sometimes most profoundly in combination with music. I don't have to be singing. I can be just receiving it. And um, so even though the first couple times kind of like standing up and looking around and like, you know, just awkwardly being there while other people are singing the words, um, it changed, you know, it, like it opened me a little bit more to, to prayer in different ways. 
In fact, I know, I'm confident that God has something for everyone who does Alpha. So if you've never done Alpha and you think you don't need to, I bet that you might be missing out on something that God wants to say to you specifically through Alpha. So you can sign up for our Alpha at stbenedict.ca slash alpha. Our next in-person Alpha starts on September 28th and later in October, we'll start an online Alpha. So I hope to see you there. The heart of God the Father is that all would come to the knowledge of the truth and come to life. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so the invitation for all of us today, wherever we might find ourselves, is to open our hearts to Jesus, to invite him in, to become the center of our lives, and come to the knowledge of God. Thank you for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this with a friend. God bless and have a great week.